how Alina Health is committed to providing you support on your path to better health in this edition of The Wellcast. Now here's your host, Melanie Cole. Have you heard of no pain, no gain? Well, it doesn't necessarily have to be the case. When you're getting back into exercising or starting a new exercise routine, my guest today is Dr. David Tapper. He's board-certified physician specializing in family medicine and sports medicine at the Alina Health Fairbowl Clinic. Welcome to the show, Dr. Tapper. What advice do you have for people who haven't exercised in a while but are now ready to get back into it? All right. Well, yeah, thanks Thanks for, for talking to me. The first thing that I always say is set a goal. You know, goals, I think, are really powerful motivators to kind of keep us going and get some success. And it can be simple. It can be a weight goal. I want to lose 5 pounds, 20 pounds. It can be a fitness goal. I want to run a 5K or even a marathon. But setting something gives you uh, something to shoot for. The most important thing, though, with those goals is to make sure you set up realistic expectations for how long it's going to take you to get there. I think everybody can run a 5K. I think everybody can lose 20 pounds. We just can't do it in a week. So you always want to make sure that you plan ahead and not only set those goals, but set yourself up for success by setting good expectations. And that can be frustrating for people, Dr. Tapper, because if you think that you want to lose weight, you want to get ready for a 5K, how long do you think it takes to see results of some of those goals? Because that's an increased motivator to get people exercising and keep them exercising. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it, is, it is hard to lose weight. We're all, a lot of us are in that, in that same boat. But when you look at what's safe and sustainable for weight loss, you're looking at about two pounds a month. So losing 20 to 25 pounds, that's kind of a year plan. And that seems daunting, but my recommendation is to always think about these changes not as a a one-time thing, I'm just going to lose this 20 pounds. This is a lifestyle change. I am going to change how I eat. I'm going to change how active I am for the long run. And hitting those goals along the way is a motivator but at the end of the day, what you want to do is be healthier. That's absolutely true. Now, what happens if someone decides they want to do that? And as you said, weight loss takes time. Training for an event takes time. What if they take on too much too fast? Well, the worst thing that can happen is, is you quit. And, you know, I do see that. It's kind of the weekend warrior mentality. You, you come out, you, you go to the buffet on Friday, you have, a, you have a big blowout, you say, tomorrow I'm making my change, you got your gym membership, you work out for two hours on Saturday, you run five miles on Sunday, and you can't walk to work on Monday. And that's defeating, because now you're, you can't work out for the next several days, you have problems with injuries, and then all of those milestones that you're hoping to get to just, just never come. And so you kind of get in this bad spiral. And then, unfortunately, too often that motivational spark that you had kind of goes away and and you go back to old habits. And, Dr. Tepper, you mentioned injuries and wanting to prevent injuries. And some of the most common might be those chronic overuse. You know, what do you think about people cross-training and making sure that they get something other than what it is they do all the time? Very, very important. I mean, overuse injuries, the most common thing that we'll see. And basically, an overuse injury is just overstressing your body to the point that it can't repair. 
running is a real simple example. Oftentimes when you start increasing your mileage, you get shin splints or some knee pain. If you don't adjust, if you don't modify, shin splints can turn into stress fractures. And now all of a sudden that race you were going for isn't going to happen because you can't run for six weeks. So, you know, when it comes to overuse injuries, you always have to pay attention to your body. The good thing, though, is, as you mentioned, with cross-training, overuse injuries really do respond well to activity modification. If you've been running 15 miles a week and you're having trouble, you go back and you run 10 miles a week and now bike 10. If you're lifting a lot of weights, you're having some problems with tendonitis, try something else. Go try swimming. Maybe mix it in jogging. But really the key is to always make sure you're paying attention to your body, and when you have some signs of pain, you back off, you think, you think about what's going on, talk to your doctor if you have to, and make the appropriate adjustment. Dr. Tapper, are you an ice man or a heat man? If they've worked out particularly hard or they're training for an event and they are sore, or even if they've gotten a little bit of an overuse injury, do you recommend heat or do you like them to ice something? I'm whatever feels better guy. And, you know, if you look at the data, you know, we always have kind of felt that ice is better early and then heat late. But really, ice helps reduce pain. You know, just the, the act of the ice on your skin helps reduce pain. But for some people, it's the tightness. And heat seems to feel better on the muscles that are tight. So when people ask me that question, you know, outside of the I just rolled my ankle setting, I usually tell people, do what feels better for you. So when people are exercising, especially as these cold weather months come, Dr. Tapper, what advice do you have for working out outdoors? For a runner, you know, it's marathon season even right now. What advice do you have for working out when it's a little bit colder? And if stretching is involved, do you stretch before, during, or after the, the activity? Well, the first part of that, when it comes to being in the cold, Minnesotans, we, we know how to do it well, dress appropriately. Uh, I always think about kind of layers. You want to have an outside layer, which is a wind-blocking layer. If you are going to be just out walking, you're also going to want to have an insulating layer inside. And finally, a water-wicking layer, a thin shirt, not cotton, that helps kind of pull water away from your body. If you're exercising, the water on your body isn't so bad, but if you stop or cool down, now that's going to pull even more heat away from your body and you're at risk for hypothermia. When it comes to stretching, I am a a person who believes that you stretch if it feels good before. Um, when it comes to reducing injury, we don't have clear data that actually proves that stretching reduces injury. That being said, I know that as an athlete, I like to get a little stretch in before I go out and do something. So um, everybody's a little different there, but that's, that's typically my advice. And one other thing with the cold weather, circling back to that, is the environmental dangers in the winter are much different than in the summer. If you go out and run four miles in the summer, roll your ankle, you can walk back home. It's 90 degrees out, you're going to make it. It might take a couple hours. In the winter, that is different. If you're out skiing in the woods and you're five miles from your car and you roll your ankle or you sprain your knee and it's going to take you two hours to get back, that can be a problem. 
So I always tell people to think ahead, have a cell phone on you. If you worry about the cell phone's signal, tell somebody you're going. Tell your friends, say, hey, I'm going to go ski. I'll be back in two hours. I'll give you a call. If you don't hear from me, here's where I am. Those are just things that I, I like to tell people. Just think ahead in the winter. And give us some of your top advice for people who want to become more active. And even with all the new fitness apps out there, some of them can help people to get motivated and get involved in a in an exercise program when they might not have previously. Yeah, my first my first bit of advice is just get out there. You know, anything counts. I and mean, we've been talking about marathons and stuff like that, but any amount of activity matters. Walking three times a week parking in the back of a parking lot and, and just getting those extra steps in when you're running errands, all of that stuff over time makes a difference. There are a lot of great apps out there, and the best part about those apps is most a lot of them are social. Now, that's not, all, that's not for everybody, but when it comes to motivation, when you start, you can add up your steps versus another group of people who are doing the same thing, it is motivating because you want to try to keep up and you you just want to try to win. So that that is helpful for people. You know, and the other thing that I always, you know, recommend, and we talked about it before, but you know, I, I like setting goals. I, I really think that's a good motivator. And then if you give yourself the appropriate timeline, you work with your physicians if you have problems, I think it can be successful. And, and again, it, it's not about this 20 pounds this week or this year. For me, it's, that's one step along the way to lifelong health. And Dr. Tapper, in just the last minute or so, what, what can, where can people go if they have questions or want more information, and why should they come to Alina Health for their sports medicine care? So start with your primary care physician. Oftentimes they can help you with a lot of these issues. If there are other questions, you have other issues, Alina has several sports medicine specialists, not only within the Twin Cities, but in the outstate area as well, who can help address any of your questions, any of your needs, and help you stay healthy and safe and hopefully accomplish those goals, get that 5K or get that marathon in. Thank you so much. It's definitely all about setting goals. You're listening to The Wellcast with Alina Health. And for more information, you can go to alinahealth.org. That's alinahealth.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day.